the drama kick, the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick Welcome in to the fourth episode of the 12 ounce curl route podcast. I'm your host, Aaron. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron Current or at Mental Dimes NFL. And my co-host, uh, Corey, um, we we dealt with some technical issues today, uh, but but we're gonna we're gonna fight through this. And I appreciate you playing through injury a little bit tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, ISIS is actually trying to take over my computer as we speak, so I'm on a phone. <laughs> not the computer so i apologize in advance for everything just in in general <laughs> i'm so sorry man so sorry to the listeners and, and viewers i'm just i apologize so much in advance it's it's a thing that's happening so it's all good i just hope you get your stuff figured out you know before next week hopefully uh whoever's running isis now doesn't doesn't have it completely shut down on you uh, yeah, there's like one, <laughs> there's one document that I hope he doesn't get or they don't get. Other than that, they can have the computer at this point. I just <laughs> document if they're watching me because they currently are watching me. <laughs> well, the uh, it, it's finally come after a long, crazy off season. The uh, the NFL season is here, and we have real live football tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when this podcast drops. Um, and, I, and I'm excited. And they hit us with a good one. I mean, Rams, Bills, some some would say this could be a Super Bowl preview, you know. it's uh, I agree. Yeah, totally, totally. It's definitely going to be an insane game. Um, I plan on staying up and watching it and losing some sleep. That's all right with me. Uh long as they keep me entertained and the NFL's definitely entertaining, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. I'm a where I'm one hour behind, I'm in central time, so it's okay for me to sleep or to stay up because I can sleep in for one extra hour. So nice. I can wait personally tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That is the one perk I get from being in literally the tip of western Kentucky. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty excited about this game. Well, um, how how far are you from Nashville? Because I know the Titans, I think, are playing at home out there this week. So, I even I even passed the exit to Nashville, and in about I don't know forty miles west of that exit per se. So, it would take me another three hours to come on down back, and then. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a rough one. Close enough. It would it would be fun to go watch Tennessee play. Mm, can't remember who they're playing right now, but they play the Giants be, this week. Oh, it's yeah, it's the Giants. Yeah, so yeah. not close enough, but I'm there. I'm closer yeah. than everybody is right now. Well, I, I can't speak for the whole NFL, but uh, probably the biggest news that dropped with my team this week was they kind of released their uh, plans for Arlington Heights. They kept putting if in all the uh, 
documents like if we move and if we buy the property but it's it's a foregone conclusion that the chicago bears are moving to the suburbs yeah i didn't think that was an if which yeah. I, I know you've, you've you know alluded to it a lot but i thought that was more of a coming to jesus thing than it was an if at this point well i mean the reason they say if is because they still haven't completely closed on the property like i guess they just put a bid in for it but Unless Jeff Bezos is buying, I don't know anyone in Chicago that's going to buy him out of that property, but they still have to, I mean, they still have to say if because they haven't closed on it or anything, but uh, it's pretty exciting because Soldier Field for all of its, I mean, it's got nostalgia connected to it, but it's the smallest stadium in the league. It's an outdoor stadium. You know, they call it bear weather, but it hasn't really given them a competitive advantage on the field. So uh, I'm excited for it. Will this be an indoor stadium? It did say enclosed. It hasn't said whether it's like retractable roof. Or no, going or going to do it, I'm not going to retract shit in Chicago. So. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think Minnesota's has some sort of panels they can remove or something if the weather's decent. Like early September's pretty nice in Chicago. It's not too cold yet. Um, but uh, I I don't mind. I don't mind that for you all. Uh, I mean, you know, death taxes and everybody moves out of the actual uh, name that they are in. You know, for their city, except for Cincinnati. Yeah, Detroit for that matter. Even Detroit's you know not anyway. Uh, I mean, if I was a, a person living in that area and my house won't be exploded or bought out from under me, per se, I mean, hey, you you are a Chicago Bears fan and you are within walking distance now. Right. Yeah, the guy that actually, um, the other podcast network I'm on, the Ballroom Radio, he uh, lives in Arlington Heights, so he's like, I'm going to start charging people for parking. <laughs> as long as it's not his house, it's going to be demolished. Yeah, I don't there's think really, that there's gonna be some of that. Unfortunately, there's going to be some of that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's something the Bears have needed, and I think the biggest thing is they don't own the stadium, the Soldier Field. The city owns it, so anything that comes through there – they don't make anything off of it. And they've kind of alluded to already Big Ten championships. The Super Bowl would obviously be the ultimate goal. Um, and and stuff like Final Fours would come through there with an enclosed stadium, which is really cool for them. You know, the, to go all these years and not make any – I mean, and they had stuff like – I think last week they had a German – metal band playing at soldier field so you know that they had to relay the song then maybe they were electric cowboy can bring some people around i'm just saying shout out free electric cowboy plug that might have been one of those yeah i mean it's, it just tears up the turf though you know it's uh well, yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah. I think Elton so, John played there before a preseason game, and it tore the turf up pretty bad. 
And so the one thing that I, I find interesting about this whole aspect is yes, when Soldier Field was built a long time ago, yeah, the city owned it, yada yada yada, whatever. But now your 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 owners were gonna own this place. But how much money are they asking from the city of Chicago? Or are they asking anything? Um, are you talking you about the Bears? That are going on? Well, they put out that no, uh, none of the structure would be paid for with um, public money. But they did point out, um, they pointed out the amount of jobs it's going to bring you know, for building it and for running it. And they pointed out, they kept saying Cook County, Cook County, which is the county of Chicago. Yeah. Um, to kind of, because, I mean, people up there know, they know their taxes are going to go up. But most of them, if they're Bears fans and they freak, that I've heard from, if they frequent the Bears games, they're, they've been ready for a new stadium for a long time. So they're willing to deal with the, uptick in taxes that it's going to cost. I don't, I can't speak for all of them. And so uh, they have no qualms that the fact that Cook County or who, whatever is going to pay for a majority of the stadium, even though the Haslam's or not the Haslam's, uh, who, who owns y'all? Uh, the McCaskies have enough money to put a stadium in that place, but instead they're going to ask for taxpayer money. I, like I said, I can't speak for everyone, but I haven't. I'm just I saying. Listen to Chicago radio and I haven't heard of a, I'm, a lot of people that are calling in and yelling about tax increases, but maybe when it gets closer, it will because they're looking like four or five years down the road, this might be ready to go. Um, but But I haven't heard of anything yet. That's I just I just have an issue with that type of stuff because, like I I I know about like the worst one ever was the Miami Marlins, pretty much raping the city of Miami, which Miami's corrupt in and of itself. Fine, but that was the biggest heist of all time, and I'm not a fan of billionaires not paying for their own fucking stadium. I can see that, yeah. And yeah, I so, can definitely see that. You know, Plus it's one the thing. NFL is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it's one thing if you know, if if the city hooks, hooks you up with the the property or something like that, that's one thing. That stadium, the Bears right now would sell for six six bill, probably five bill, six bill. Yeah. Yeah, that Forbes list came out and they were valued at like five point eight something billion. And yeah. And and that's and that's before anybody you're worth what, what somebody will pay for you. Which right. If you if there is a we do we just seen Walmart. Walmart bought the Denver Broncos. The Broncos weren't worth five point two. They were worth I think the last Forbes that I remember was like three six or three seven. But they sold five two. Now I don't know about the uh, stadium stuff as far as that goes, but I know that 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 
family was in turmoil and they still made 1.4 or 1.6 more than what Forbes said they were worth. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not here for the new cities pay, cities pay like for the stadiums. I'm not here for it. Not here for well, that's the whole reason why the Chargers left San Diego because the taxpayers wouldn't wouldn't put up money to um, to renovate. I think it was called Qualcomm Stadium out there in uh, San Diego. Point, yes, it was Qualcomm. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So that was their big thing about leaving the city and going to well, LA. Is even them with the new ownership? They're renting. They're renting. From the Rams SoFi. Hmm. So that SoFi yeah. is the Rams spot. The Chargers huh. winning. I wonder I wonder if they do that same thing in New York with the Giants and Jets. I've never looked into uh, it. Right. Is it still MetLife? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was a joined uh that's that's a joint thing between the Maros and uh, whoever owns the Jets now, I can't call shit. He's been the same guy, but no, that was a joint proposition. By the way, in New Jersey, not in New yeah. York, not yeah, in yeah. the five boroughs in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. When it first came out that they were moving, that they were buying property in Arlington Heights, a bunch of Chicagoans were up in arms about the Bears are supposed to be in Chicago. They can't be the Chicago Bears if they're not in Chicago. And I'm like, the 49ers play in Santa Clara, the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. Arlington so. <laughs> For the record, well, hell, even, well, technically, the Patriots are a Boston team. They're in Foxborough. They used to be Boston, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know this. How far is Arlington Heights from, like, downtown Chicago? It's like 20, 30 miles, so it'd be like what we drive to Lexington to watch Kentucky. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm asking because like Arlington from Dallas is a long time. Santa Clara mm-hmm. from San Francisco is a long trip, like or a longer trip, I guess. I'm saying right. I was just curious. I didn't know when you were talking about this before. I didn't know how long that trip actually was. Yeah, and I'm yeah. feeling that Arlington Heights is. One of like a bird or something like that. I think they have a um, I think the train actually reaches out to there, so Bears fans that live in the city would actually wouldn't even have to drive to the stadium, they could <laughs> just take take the train in, drink all they wanted, and then and then take the train back home. <laughs> hey, if that train don't, they might want to add a couple tracks to, it to make sure right, right. Brand new. <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that that was big news, and I, I see them. It's not just a stadium; they're uh, building like a whole area out there. Like it'll be casinos and hotels and a whole like a, a bear's land. <laughs> I mean, hey, y'all need a new stadium, regardless. Uh, you know more about like the situations of where it's actually going than I do, but Soldier Field. Although one of the coolest names, it's beyond it's the trash can. Yeah. 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 
and all, all the Bears fans know it. I mean, they haven't even renovated it since 2002. So just the upgrades that have happened in stadium renovations in the last 20 years, it's it seems like it's 50 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, you're not FedEx Field, per se, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the railing falling off. How is DHS not the one that's fucking sponsoring that? Like, <laughs> FedEx. Like, what are we doing? FedEx has got to get out of there. Hey, that stadium is horrible. Yeah. Well, I know I went to D.C. in May, and they were talking about the commanders looking at other um, properties in the in the DMC area. One of the hardest Almost. places to find property. Yeah, yeah. When I was driving, I mean, we were driving around just trying to find monuments. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know where they would build a stadium. You know, it's just... Well, the other part about that with Washington being, you know, Washington, D.C., is... You can't just gentrify an entire community and boot them. Like, you can't right. do that in D.C. So, no. I think they're going to have a problem with that part, which we all know that's what happens when new scenes go up. But that's a different story for a different day. But, uh, yeah. yeah. FedEx yeah. Field can be renovated properly. Uh, that's always notoriously been the worst field. Mm. All the money that that dickhead makes, it does not cost that much to make the field at least proper. It does not cost that much. He is paying yeah. more in lawsuit fees for <laughs> yeah. maybe or maybe not touching women. Yeah, he can't. He can't even be bothered to be subpoenaed to court. I don't see him being bothered to do anything for his fan base. He's just counting money. I know, like, I, so I know that Bezos is taking over the world. I know this. I want him so bad to own a team and just call him. Amazon. He's a. He's a, a Chicagoan. I said it when they talked about moving out there. I was like. Get Bezos to buy into it and just call it the Amazon Prime Center or something like that. I, I oh, he's totally buying. He's totally buying the Commanders because I know he's from Chicago, but he lives and work. Well, who knows where he lives? He might live on Mars, but <laughs> post to be his basically his Facebook. That's the one that's up available. I mean, he, he buys the commanders, puts a little black and like tan, like a like a light blue and a little gray. Amazon Prime, I'm telling you, right. he would be legit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to get into all the politics that come with owning a team or something. I don't. I have no idea. Bezos doesn't want to get into politics. <laughs> Touche. Enough. Uh, but uh, let's get let's get back into something. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into actual football that we're gonna see tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, tomorrow night it's it's Josh Allen versus Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. It's uh, officially back. It's officially back. It's officially football, back. Officially back. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm 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 really excited. I I, I feel like a kid on Christmas Eve. You know, I'm trying to stay awake for for Santa tomorrow. I, don't <laughs> I know you you do. You're totally right. Like the we had a great week of college football. For the record, if anybody's listening, not only do we like NFL, we love college football too on this podcast. But like our heart is in the NFL. But like man, that was a hell of a week one yeah for uh college so we got the buffer now we get the main course yeah yeah we got our i'm so excited man yeah and uh i mean if you want to get into kentucky i was at the stadium um i was so mad because the night before i was watching the weather and it was just saying it was going to rain all day so i didn't pack any of my tailgating stuff or nothing we went to ks bar and grill and we ate for a few hours watched some of the pregame show and then we were like well let's head on out to the stadium uh the crowd was into it it was exciting especially when they kicked off the second half and barry and brown ran that kick back that that place exploded, you know. Um, we we get to go play Florida this week, who jumped in the ratings after after beating Utah. And I'm hoping they're full of themselves. I'm hoping we can get down there and sneak one out in the swamp. It sold out today, by the way. I'm surprised it didn't sell out in the first place. Yeah. We could get into college stuff. I know that Middle Dimes has another podcast that talks about college football, but – the fact that they went from thirty-five to twelve yeah. is 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 insane. This it went from just a team that might finish like sixth in the East to now this is the 0506 Tebow team. Like yeah. get here. Yeah. Like we're not. We're, look, I, I think Anthony Robinson. Uh, I think Richardson. Anthony is going to do what he does. And I think that Dan Mullen didn't care for him, and it was a waste of talent last year. Yeah. I think he is that special. I don't think that they should have jumped to twelve. That that was insane. Yeah. Uh, am I scared this weekend? Yes, because it's a swamp at seven o'clock at night. I'm scared. That's true. But I don't know. That, well, they did say that uh, they held a lot back in that first game. And historically, Mark Stoops' teams, they come out slow against smaller teams. And then, like last year, we struggled against well, – who did we play? Central Michigan or something. And then we beat Florida when they came to town after Florida took Alabama to the wire. So, it's not like we can't do it. And statistically speaking – um, the Utah tight end put up like 100 yards and a touchdown, and they ran for like over 200 yards on us. We struggled running last week, but I think Miami of Ohio was like, beat us with your passing game because they didn't know what we had. I think for the record, for the record, um, for those that don't know, Blaine Gabbert's brother is the quarterback for Miami of Ohio. Um, he is very talented. Um, I could see him being a top seven quarterback whenever he comes out. Um, there, a lot of other issues were happening in that game. 
Um, I don't ever see a time where we don't have more than 54 yards rushing. That was weird. Um, and it was the first game. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into this with other stuff that we're going to talk about later, but like first games are always pink. Miami of Ohio is picked to, to win their league, period. Yeah. And then we're going to play Northern Illinois here in a couple of weeks. He was picked second in the same league. Yeah, Those teams are good. Those teams can knock off uh, Power 5 teams. Or, yeah, Power 5 schools. So I'm not mm-hmm. worried about that at all. Yeah, but the, the Swamp is intimidating. intimidating. Yeah. But uh, we should probably get into the uh, get into this NFL talk. Yes, um, sorry. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for tomorrow night with the the big kickoff? Um, we can talk about this maybe later, depending on what the you know the dime package is. But um, the main thing I'm looking for is just football in general. I'm not worried, I'm not worried about like scared or people being having jitters or anything like that. Um, I think this is going to be one of those that whoever wins, like both of these teams, I think we both think they are going to be in at least their conference championships, probably. So roughly, uh, knocking off the rust and just. Let's see. Let's see what uh, Allen Robinson does at the Rams, or let's see what James Cook does with the Buck or with the Buffalo Bills if he's yeah. introduced so this fast or something. Let's see if Gabe Davis can keep what he has done as a number two going. Let's right. see Doc Knox come back from you know his horrible last three weeks. Um, you know, let's see if Stafford still got. It. I, I'm a Stafford guy. I love Stafford. Who's going to be the running back technically for the Rams? Like, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we right. can actually look at if we want to, you know, dissect it that bad. My my two biggest things I'm looking for tomorrow night is Matt Stafford had this elbow injury in the offseason and they just kind of buried it. They said it and then they just kind of, I didn't hear anything else about it, which was weird to me. Like you didn't hear, I mean, Sean McVay said he he looks great, but I mean, what's he going to say? Is he going to say, you know, my quarterback sucks. We're probably going to start a backup or. So it wasn't that it was buried so much as the type of injury he has. It's there's a, there has to be a dedicated amount of time of rehab. And it's not like he's behind or anything so much as it's just how you feel. And I think that I think he I think he'd rather feel better than mm-hmm. he is right now. But like Matt Stafford, who has rarely missed a game, has played with a lot of injuries all the time. This is not the worst thing that's happened to him. Yeah, he had the back thing in Detroit. That was pretty rough. Yeah. So, I think he's okay. He's got a running game and a defense that's going to help him out, too, for the first few weeks. Um, so, I don't I – don't, 
I, I know what you're talking about, but I, I, I don't, I don't read into it as much as the media is per se about just because of hearing from doctors and, and stuff like that in around the NFL saying like, no, this is a process. This is what he has to do. He's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. This is arguably the best rehab he's ever done for one of his injuries. So I think, I think maybe not week one, but I think he'll be back to normal. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, and then as far as the Bills, I mean, they didn't look like they missed a beat in the preseason, but is not having Brian Dayball on the on the side calling plays for the offense going to affect them at all? Uh, Josh Allen, as far as I know, has – I think Brian Dayball came up through that franchise. So even if he wasn't the OC, he was there with Josh Allen. Um, how's he gonna How's he gonna do with someone else calling the plays in his ear, or maybe he's taking leadership to call these plays now? I don't. I have no idea. I want to say Dayball got there in the second year. Uh, oh. Josh Allen, I think. So right when Josh Allen took the big step. <laughs> I know, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that is what it was. Uh. I don't know. I don't think we see it too much tomorrow as far as like Josh Allen trying to do big things or anything like that. I think his new court I think I do think the new coordinate new coordinator is gonna be more involved with the running. And having Josh Allen maybe do a couple curl outs or something like that. And I think it's gonna be different. It's going to be kind of different for the first like week or two with them. Sure, uh, where they try some new things, even even though it's against the Rams. But right. I think this is what we see tomorrow is not what we're going to see week seven. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. They'll kind of get in the groove and adjust. Adjustments are made week to week. In the league, like, like they're at SoFi, okay, mm-hmm. and they're gonna win that. They're gonna win the AFC East, and I think, I think that they'll, they'll just try some stuff and just see what happens. Get everybody loose, you know. Yeah. Get Doc Knox back in the game a little bit. Try a couple of things. Maybe do a goofy play once or twice. Yeah, I think I saw yesterday that Dawson Knox got a four-year extension. So they got yeah. him. He went and got his bag, and 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 now he's going to be. I mean, that offense is so good. On the GMBC earlier today, we were talking about that, and they were shitting on uh, Dawson Knox getting that extension, and I had no problem with it at all. Right. Uh, I I I think Dawson Knox is. One of the most solid. He's not. He's not Kelsey or Waller or Andrews or Gronk, but he can do both. He can block and he can catch. Yeah, and that he is very valuable in my opinion. Yeah, uh, coming from yeah. The he goes out there and and he goes out there and he gets the job done. I mean, um, the the ascension of Josh Allen last year 
and the ascension of Dawson Knox were kind of hand in hand. Um, I think Josh Allen trusts him a lot. He's the safety blanket, you know. And I think Josh Allen had a lot of uh, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Uh, damn it! Oh shit! Trust? No influence. That's what I was. Oh, lot of influence is like, look, I want him here. Right. And not that much for a tight end, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't look at the numbers. I just saw that he got a four-year extension. So. I think it was roughly. I think it's like roughly ten a year. I mean, that's you're paying quarterbacks forty a year and, and wide receivers and corners twenty a year now. You can you can pay a tight end that does everything for you ten a year. That's that's no well, big deal at all. Yes, that is kind of on the high side, but at the same time, your entire running core is cheap. Uh-huh. The rest of your team is cheap besides, like, a couple uh, corners and a couple linebackers and stuff like that. And I think – I I don't think it's a bad deal at all. Yeah. He's young. He's great. He's, he's never really been that hurt technically, so. Good deal. Yeah. You definitely got to lock up your core pieces. I, I didn't have an issue with seeing him get his extension. I just didn't realize his contract was already up. But I mean, yeah, me I mean, either. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put that together. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, trying to think of, I mean, we'll get past Thursday, then we'll have, you know, it'll be a long drag through Friday and Saturday. I mean, Saturday, obviously, we're excited for college football as we touched on earlier, but uh, then it's a long drag till Sunday morning. Um, and I just checked my guide this morning on my cable box and i got the bears game here at the house so i i am excited because i'm the type of person yeah i'm the type of person that i will sit i would rather sit at home and watch the game than go out i know a lot some people just like to be out amongst others watching the ball game not me man i i get nervous and start pacing and (laughs) yelling at the tv and you and you and Chris are about the same too. <laughs> and look, I, I mean, I, I would rather watch uh, at the house because I know what I am when I'm out or when I'm when I'm rooting for the Patriots. Yeah. So I'm not from Boston, but goddamn, I act like a fucking Bostonian. <laughs> like I know what that type of shit is. So I'm like, oh no, I'd rather sit at the house, bigger screen, free food, free booze. I'm with you. Absolutely. But there, there is some games that do warrant, you know, let's go out to Galvin's and hang out for the one o'clock or something like that. Or, you know, the last time I remember going out for a game, it was the year we traded. I mean, the last time I like went all out for a game, it was the year we traded for Khalil Mack. We played, it was opening night, Thursday night. I was on night shift at the time and I, I took the night off to watch to go watch the game because I was so excited. And then we get out there and we act. The Bears were like up at the half. Aaron Rodgers was injured. I was. You couldn't tell me shit, bro. You couldn't tell me a damn thing. And then <laughs> here comes fucking Aaron Rodgers. They doped his ass up and he come out there and I think he threw for like three touchdowns in the second half for some dumb shit. I remember that game. I was watching it with some big bear fans as well. 
at a local pub in Lexington. And he did not go well after halftime. Rogers was so high, though. They talked to him after the game, and you could just tell he didn't know where he was. <laughs> he knew where his receivers were that night, though. <laughs> to be fair, he does not still know where he is. That's true. He said psychedelics got him two MVPs. I guess anyone else gets suspended for that, but not him. He should have got the MVP last year, but anyway. I I agree. Brady should have got it last year. He had better Thank numbers. You. I heard you guys talking about that on GMPC, actually, I think, last I week. No I got no love at all. Like, I was spitting facts. And they're like, well, he won anyway. I was like, no, he shouldn't have won. Like, yeah. I get no – Aaron, we're going to have to have you on more on the GMPC because I get no love at all from anybody. <laughs> I facts are like, nah, nah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Sometimes I think they just talk to you like that to fuck with you because they know they. Oh they no, they get do. do. But like, when I'm the stat guy on the fucking podcast, then they just right. shit off for the stats. Which you'll you'll like this episode that just dropped earlier to, tonight. But like, I was dropping shit all day, and they're like, "Nah, we're good." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Uh, Anywho. Well- you could be a football nerd with me, bud. <laughs> well, you'll appreciate that. Absolutely. They're always welcome. Um, After all, this is the NFL podcast. That's right. Uh, huge game in our area. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals play the Pittsburgh Steelers in Cincinnati. That's opening, opening weekend. Huge rivalry. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. On uh, uh, something later, but Paul Brown is going to be lit. Now it is a, I think it's a one o'clock game, so that kind of takes a little bit out of it. Not well, it takes for a little bit out for us watching it on TV. I guess Mm -hmm. maybe not for anybody in the stadium per se, but uh, yeah, uh, that is going to be a fun. Which which that is going to be on the CBS at my house. Because we are in the local area, so yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, that's the CBS game, and then the Fox game is Bears 49ers. So I mean, if you get tired of watching all that Bengals offense, you can just flip it over and watch a 10 to seven game. I have a lot <laughs> of investment. I have a hey, I have a lot of investments in Chicago and San Francisco. So oh, that's true. Nate's a big Nate's a big number. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. I said Mooney is my my like most underrated player of all time. Oh, I love Mooney. I got his jersey upstairs. I love Mooney. I got him in my keeper league at uh, fourteen. So yeah, I really love. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think of so. What's the four? What's the uh, prime time game? Is it the? Uh, is it the Buccaneers Cowboys? Which one? Uh, the the four the four o'clock game I, I call it prime time but it's oh so so the Sunday night game is Buckos and Cowboys oh uh, that's uh, one that's one that like I was on a barroom show last night and we were doing picks talking about the spreads and stuff that yeah. one is so difficult for me to pick I think it was like a two point spread two and a half to yeah. Tampa at Arlington not Dallas yeah it's just it's so difficult for me to pick that one because 
Brady has got some shit going on, dude. Like, they're talking about his wife not living with him anymore and shit. So, yeah, apparently, like, and a lot of people have said a bunch of shit. Apparently now, too, if you just ask Billy Football, him and Giselle were divorced, basically. Uh, I don't think that is a thing. And if it is, it's not because he came back to the Buccaneers. This is a very ongoing thing between them. Uh, he also looked different when he came back, too. Yeah, he looked like he had some work done. Plastic type. <laughs> TB12, baby. TB12. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. That was a weird report that came out that I heard uh, a few days ago. But, like, I don't know if I – like, because everybody was all talking about, like, when he when, – when Brady was, like – when they asked him, he was like, hey, you know, why were you going? He's like, I got shit to do, man. I'm 45. I got shit to do. We, we've talked about this. Right? Like, maybe that was the shit he had to do was Giselle's like, look, motherfucker, come home. And he's like, no. I want to play football. Yeah, that's a thing. That is an issue. Yeah, I, and and I could definitely see it being an issue because it takes so much time away from your family, you know. And and he's got. I heard him talking about it on six seventy the score today. We've never seen this with an NFL athlete having not only him being forty five, but his kids are teenagers now you know what i'm saying like usually when these guys are away from their family for the whole year because the nfl don't stop their kids are infants or under five or six years old you know what i'm saying so it's 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 got to be tough the other thing too is like i think it's tom jr i don't know what the hell he's called uh that is the so Tom Brady and Bridget Moynihan's kid. Shout out Bridget Moynihan. He is of age and is apparently not that fucking bad at football. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I think that's starting to tip in a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, wait, I have a kid that's really good at football. That's not Giselle's kid. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be LeBron playing with his son on the same court. <laughs> we are an NFL f- podcast, and I will not get into that on this podcast. <laughs> nope. <All right. laughs> nope, we're not doing it. Um, not. But yeah, that game, I just had to bring it up because it's it's tough for me to choose on that one. Uh, did you happen to look to see who's playing it for? I, I guess I could have looked it up while you were talking. Oh, I was trying to, and then we got talking about things. So. <laughs> uh, we got schedules. I think that is one o'clock still, though. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, that's a uh, death taxes, and the Bengals playing at one o'clock. Man, uh, New England's at one o'clock. Also, Tampa Bay Dallas is at eight o'clock. Okay. Mark game on Monday, I guess, is Denver and Seattle. I, I mean, I guess they're going to push that because it's Russell's return. To, is it in that Seattle? Was, 
That was a game before the trade, by the way. Huh. Yeah. To, <laughs> hey, not saying there's conspiracies, right. but keep your third eye open. Oh, I see here. So 425, it's showing um, Titans, Giants, Vikings, Packers, Cardinals, Chiefs. That'll probably be the West Coast. Yes. And, uh, oh, Chargers, Raiders. Man, I hope so, we get yeah, that if, one. If I would assume that both Fox and CBS, because mm-hmm. I think they do this all the time, would run both 1 o'clock games and 4 o'clock games. I'm assuming we'll get the Bengals game on CBS and then we'll get the Kansas City Arizona game at 425. Yeah. Or Fox is going to play in our area. Oh, it'll be Packers Vikings that they play at 425. The Packers always get played. And I'm, yeah, and I, I know why because I, I look get, around. I don't get, I'm trying to figure out who gets the. One o'clock. I think Philly gets it. I don't know. If fucking, one o'clock in our area. Yeah, dude. Philly. It's, Bears. it's either Philly or Dallas. Always is on my screen. We're, we're getting Bears Niners this week. Hey, if that's on my screen. I'll be jacked. <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm serious. Dude. Every time I turn it on, it is Dallas. Last year, I always keep count of this. By the way. Last year, I watched, I think, seven Dallas games and eight Green Bay games. Hmm. All right. Well, you, knew what, you knew what they were about when the playoffs hit then, huh? Well, it's funny. Well, as, as we do this podcast, as we do this podcast <laughs> my knowledge of certain games and teams will – You'll see how it goes because it's going to be whatever's on the TV. And it's yeah. going to be Dallas, Green Bay, <laughs> Bengal. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be wielded out to a certain like branch, per se. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing that Eagles-Lions game, though. It's, a, it's showing a four-point spread. Uh, Philly's I favored. I think that would um, be to watch. But in my opinion, the Eagles have – Probably top to bottom the best roster in the NFC. And the Lions, of course, they're getting all the hard knocks low. I that'll be a good game to watch. I would love to see the Eagles just stomp the Lions down and have them go home upset with themselves because that's what the Lions do. What's that? So what do you really think about the Lions? Uh, I think they're overrated every year. And it's not changed this. Actually, it's more this year. <laughs> All right. So, like, I have enjoyed, as a Patriot fan, because we dominated the Bills so much, like, I'm enjoying, I'm picking them, the Bills, to succeed. And I'm okay with it. How do you not? Semi kind of root for the Detroit Lions a little bit because it's it's different because it would be like you'd be like me rooting for the Bills, what the Jets, 
It'd be more no, like you room yeah. for the Jets. Yes, no, just the track. Exactly. That's how we feel about Lions. That's the- well, how? how? They've been in the bottom barrel. The, the exactly. Jets- I saw the Jets. No, the Jets won two AFC championships with a butt fumble and Mark Sanchez. Like, they've had some actual six, like, they've succeeded a couple of times. The Detroit yeah, and Lions, the Lions and the Lions had one of the best running backs in history and one of the best wide receivers in history. And they both quit in their prime because they didn't want to play for Detroit. This is a trash ass franchise. <laughs> yes, it is a franchise. <laughs> but but you got you got Man Campbell in there, you got some decent talent in there. You got, I guess, the four somebody that named Ford still owns it. I know that, but I think that they they're just they're better. I think you're scared that you're going to be fourth in your division. I'm not. I'm not scared of the Lions. I'm not. They still have Jared Goff under center. I will never be scared of Jared Goff. You're scared. I won't. Scared. <laughs> uh, now the Vikings. I think the Vikings win that division. We don't have oh the Vikings totally win that division. We don't have a name of a segment or anything for this. I will bet. We can do a gentleman's bet, whatever you want to do. I will bet that the Detroit Lions have a better record than the Chicago Bears this year. Okay. <laughs> Call Bashir, tell him you want to bet on it. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> I saw it said gentleman's bet between me and you. No, but sure. (laughs) We can't bet this. Let's just stop that right there. Yeah, yeah, we'll cut that off because I don't even think it's him, honestly, but we won't get into it. Um, I'm looking at this slate of games, though. Not every game is great. I mean. No. no, no. The Colts are are playing the Texans week one, I think. That could be a blowout. The Panthers Browns would be a bad game, but you got the Baker Mayfield storyline. So, do you want to get into the dive? Because I feel like we're kind of kind of talking about this stuff right now. Yeah, we can go ahead and sub into the dime package if 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 you'd like to. Yeah, yeah, because that that was one of my games. So, oh, was it? Well, I mean, start us off then. Go ahead. What do you want to introduce? I, I I can't remember. Are we introducing the dime package or how we do? Uh, we are subbing into the dime package presented by Mental Dimes. Um, if it's your first time watching this podcast, which is very possible because it's only our fourth episode, uh, the dime package is a is a is a package in football, a defensive package where you have four corners on the field at the same time. So, therefore, we have a list of four of whatever it will be that week. And this week, we're just going to do the uh, our top four week one matchups. Um, I felt like it was the easiest thing because we're already talking about it. Might as well get a little more in-depth uh, with the dime package this week. Yeah, And for the record, um, if you're watching an NFL uh, podcast or stream and you don't know what the dime package is, I don't know why you're watching a NFL show. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go to that one. That was my that was my first one. I am jacked 
for Cleveland at Carolina. I'm not going to watch it, probably. I want to watch it. Like, I might at this point actually go somewhere because it's clearly not going to be on at 1 o'clock. I'm going to actually go somewhere just to watch Baker shat all over the Cleveland Browns. And I'm here for it 1,000%. Not only do I think they're going to win, I think the spread was – I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but – I think, and nothing against Jacoby Brissett because I do love Jacoby. He was, we drafted him first, you know, obviously, but like, uh, I, I am so here for the Carolina Panthers to destroy the Cleveland Browns. And I, I want, <laughs> I want Baker to just find an Oklahoma flag or something and just like in the middle, even though they're home. I just want him to do yeah. it anyway. I just want him to do it anyway. Well, um, I'm looking forward to that game as well for the exact same reason. Uh, I think that Cleveland did Baker Mayfield wrong. Um, he took them to their first playoff game in a couple of decades, and they just threw him out like yesterday's trash. Uh, as of right now, Carolina is one-and-a-half-point favorites, so they expect it to be a close one. Um Baker Mayfield can't, yeah, at home. Well, Baker Mayfield can't plant a flag, but he can go over that that big keep pounding drum and just let her rip on that thing. I don't know if you've ever seen them doing that. But, uh, and another thing, you can see what Christian McCaffrey looks like coming back off injury and see how they use him. I think it's awesome. And they traded for, oh, shit. They traded for another Robert. Yeah, LaVisca Chenault from the Jaguars. My favorite my favorite people coming out of Colorado uh, a few years back. Um, I can't remember if me and you talked about this. Or we talked about affairs maybe, but, like, it, he's good. Adding more people to this can't be that bad for mm-hmm. the amount of money that it is. So, if you're running, if you're running those guys up and down, with Baker, they can just chuck it every once in a while. Robbie Anderson, right. all that. Let's see what happens. I'm a, I'm a huge Robbie Anderson fan. I usually end up with him pretty late in fantasy drafts, and he does pretty good for me most of the time. Um, he didn't. I mean, he didn't do great last year, but he had Sam Darnold at quarterback, so there's not much you can do with that. Um, <laughs> that was one of my favorite things of all time. He left New York, went to Carolina. <laughs> Then the next year they got yeah. Sam. He's like, Are you kidding me right now? Like, right, <laughs> right. So that's my number four, or wait, what? My number one, number four, whatever. Okay, uh, my number four. I wasn't even going to talk about this one, but after the news broke today, I'll talk about it. Joe Flacco starting for the Jets this Sunday, and he's playing against the Baltimore Ravens. So it's like a revenge game. I don't know how much revenge he's going to get. Baltimore seven-point favorites, and I think they cover that spread probably easily. But it'll it's a, it's a week one storyline to look forward to. Only I just seven. came up with that off the top of my head. Wow. Well, the NFL did a really good job of just mind fucking. Crazy us. how all this just falls together, right? Zach Wilson just right. happened to get hurt. And, is it ironic? Yeah. Uh, the uh, over/under on that is forty-four and a half. 
I am going to destroy the under on that. The under? Yeah, that's 20, that's 22, 22 to 23. Mm, I don't know, man. I've seen – I don't know. I think I think Lamar Jackson might come out with something to prove, and I don't know if there's anybody on Jets defense that can chase him down. <laughs> well, if they just do uh, QB spy, we'll be okay. Because there ain't nobody else on that team with this shit. Yeah. Bruce, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I kind of feel stupid for throwing that one in, but that story no, popped in my know. head. I totally forgot. I, I had, when we started, you know, talking about anything, we had no clue that not only uh, the guy that likes to have sex with moms, uh, Zach Wilson. Thank you. And they had another backup, I thought, too, that was like legit. Uh, Mike White came from Western Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. So we had no clue that Flacco was going to be the starter week one, you know, a month and a half ago when we were talking about this. Right. Uh, My number – well, I guess my number three would be Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I think this game – I think Cincinnati is six and a half, minus six and a half. Yeah. I don't think that is how that's going to work. I'm not saying Pittsburgh's going to beat them. But I think this is, should be more interesting than most people think. I mean, um, Pittsburgh's got a lot of pieces on defense. But I'll let you finish and then I'll, I'll – No, I'm going to piggyback off you with this one. My only thing is I don't I – don't, I, don't, I don't think – the Steelers are that bad on offense. I don't. I don't think they are that bad. And it, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be Mitch. But even if it's not Mitch, it's Kenny. I, I see no issue with what the Steelers are trying to accomplish right now. I think they're they're ahead of the game. In my opinion, they have one down year, maybe. Um, Mike Thomas never had a bad, or he's never had a losing season. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Steelers are just fine. I, I I think in the well, that's my number three game as well. So I'll just piggyback off of you with that. Um, I definitely agree with you as far as the Steelers, the organization, the coaching, all that's in place. Mr. Trubisky was named the starter. And I believe he was named a captain as well. Um, how long he holds on to that job is yet to be determined. But I think the Bengals will come out with something to prove on Sunday. I think they will pull out all the stops against the Steelers. And it, I think they cover that spread easily. I think Joe Burrow and those and those guys will just come out and sling it all over the place. Um the Steelers do have good defense overall. They got TJ Watt, one of the best pass rushers in the league. They got Fitzpatrick, who just got paid, rightfully so. Um, but as far as corners, I'm not even sure who they've got out there. They had Joe Hayden out there, the corpse of Joe Hayden out there for the last two years. I don't know if he's still there or not. <laughs> That's a, 
no, 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 no. Joe Hayden, I think, is at the Browns now or something. Or no, he went there. He went from the Browns to the – He might From the Browns to the Steelers. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're also talking like Cincinnati has a fucking loaded defense. Like, nah. I mean, they're kind of – I've, I've seen Mr. Trubisky first person. Um, well, you know, it's our, a different coaching staff, but we, uh, we talked about this off air. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, all like, look, I'll say this: coming out of North Carolina, you don't, you don't, you don't take people that have played not even a year. Right. Uh, I, I've listened to a couple of podcasts. Uh, Trent Dilfer runs Elite Eleven. You know, Trent Dilfer was not the greatest quarterback of all time. Or the he is the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, and that's saying something with Peyton Manning with the Denver Broncos. But he knows how to teach and train and do all this. So I believe him when he says certain things about quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky called him and said, "Should I stay in North Carolina?" Trent Dilfer was like, "Hell yes." You should stay. You have got to stay. Yeah. Ryan Pace said. Go ahead. Ryan Pace said, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna draft you." <laughs> so well, the thing is, like, I, I think I think Trubisky could could be good. I think between him being just so like fresh from North Carolina of all places. Mm-hmm. When he was playing, and gee, they didn't have a good year that year. Uh, he had a better year than Sanchez did in USC, arguably. But and then your your organization kind of sucked. Oh, you're not you're preaching to the choir. I said it while he was here. I said if Mr. Trubisky was at, I literally said Pittsburgh, New Orleans, or New England. He would be a much better quarterback than he is. So that's but, why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like Mr. Trubisky, I would have no problem if he was my starting quarterback right now. I love Mike Jones, but if if something weird happened or whatever, and Mitch was at uh, New England, I would have no qualms with it at all. During well, your, your your coaching staff would be able to see what he does well and use that. Whereas Matt Nagy said. This is my offense. You're going to run my offense. We all saw it. We all saw Mr. Biscay needs to be rolled out. He needed to be on yeah. the move. And all of that to be said. All of that to be said. I think Pittsburgh does not win, but get out of here with that minus six, six and a half. All right, you can go ahead and do number two because my number three was the same as yours. All right. Um, New England at Miami. I have no clue what the fuck we're doing here. New England is liquid heart garbage. We should never have spent as much money as we did last year. We have two defensive coordinators that are running the offense. The fact that this game is only minus two and a half Miami in Miami in September is insane to me. I'm I'm saying three and a half on here. Is so it three and a half? Okay. Must so, have moved. All 
All right, yeah, the last one I looked at was two and a half. We, it's okay to rebuild, but we're not rebuilding. So I don't know what the hell. I hope Miami mud stomps us by 30. Wow. I'm mad, dude. I'm mad. I don't like what's going on in New England right now. I love Mac. I do love Mac. But this is not the way to build and rebuild a team. It's just not. Well, and I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I, I understand what you're saying, and Belichick always gets the benefit of the doubt. Like, if any other coach made those moves, they'd be questioned, to say the least. Um, did you? I know you've said that the Patriots go down there and struggle quite often with the humidity. Will that be different, being the so early in the season? No, it's even worse. Like, yeah, we always, we almost always lose. If we, if we ever go to Miami, I want it to be November ish, you know, time. Like when we go down there in uh, September or early October, it's devastating. I, th- I always thought that the biggest issue was going from the freezing cold of. New England down to the hot and humid weather in in Miami. No, it's that it's that much. The difference between so damn hot versus mm. kind of hot, right? To you know, Boston right now is probably I don't know seventy five or something. Yeah, like it's that. probably nice. <laughs> So like it's it's just a it's a it's a mind it's it's such a mind fuck I think to all those people that have trained so long in Boston and then oh let's go down to a place that has alligators that are sweating right plus the humidity and I I don't watch a ton of Dolphins games the last time I saw really really watched the Dolphins was when the Bears played them. A few years ago, we wore our orange jerseys down there, but they wore white. And I remember seeing where the Bears stood on the sideline, and this is a 1 o'clock game, so it could be a thing. Where the Bears' sideline was, they were in the sun the entire time. No, they, they, Where the Dolphins were, they were in the shade of the stadium the entire that's time. All, that's all planned. That's all yeah. planned. Yeah. Like, I think I, – I, I think – Hard Rock is one of the few stadiums. So most stadiums, for people that don't know, they run west-east. I think that is one of the few stadiums that runs north to south for mm. that reason. And now, granted, you know, I don't know if you know anything about Hard Rock. It's one of the biggest stadiums in America. And it has it's, – it's built basically like a English – Soccer team stadium, so like it's 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 built like symmetrical, if that makes sense at all. But then there is they just put a football field inside of it. So like the way that the sun comes in is they designed it a certain way. Let's put that right. So so the the opposing players are being blinded and sitting in the sun the entire game. The same way that Jerry Jones who bought Arlington because Arlington is not Dallas, designed where the, the certain 
amount of sun that comes in on four o'clock games, I think. So there would be two o'clock games or one o'clock game comes in to that big screen in like glass area comes to the visitor side. <laughs> like that's the thing. Most of them are built west to east, except if you know you can get an advantage. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's like five stadiums that do that now this year or in the NFL. Yeah, that's the thing that happens. Well, my number two game is the uh, 49ers and Bears, and this has a lot of caveats with it, um, specifically the quarterbacks. Justin Fields watched the 49ers basically pass on him for Trey Lance. So those guys are going head-to-head, and there's a lot of those 2021 quarterbacks going head-to-head this year. Um, 49ers have Super Bowl aspirations. Chicago Bears have a rebuilding, you know, that we don't make any bones about it. But I think we could surprise some people. And that spread is seven. I'd hop all over that. I think the Bears cover that. Even if we don't win, I think it's probably a field goal game. Even when the Niners, like last year, we almost beat the 49ers last year. If it wasn't for Debo breaking off a 80-yard screen, taking it to the house. We could have won that game. Justin Fields went toe-to-toe with him last year. Um, and I think Trey Lance, in his first game in two years, his first real action, he could struggle. And all you got to do is slip up a little bit in the NFL, and that's all the difference. Uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a game, and I'm really excited that I get to watch it at the house. Uh, I'm going to be – if that is true and I can actually watch it at the house, I'll be on that one too. I, for the record, I can't remember if we talked about this off air or not. I, for the record, think Justin Fields will be better than Trey Lance. It's not even close, in my opinion. I, I do think. I, I always thought that Justin just—he clearly was thrown into a shat situation versus yeah. Trey, who has now the most highest-paid arguably best backup of all time behind him. But he also has more pressure, too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't... I think between Montgomery, Komet, Mooney, Fields, you have you have a little... You have a nice little, like, group there. Mm-hmm. And now you have, I think, people in charge that can make that little group be better. Right. If I don't know if you agree or not, but I, I do. It's gotten better. Yeah. And I think that's going to – I think I think the Chicago Bears this year are going to be the team that everybody's like, meh, shit on, and then, like, you just upset people all the time. Well, the NFL power rankings came out today, and the Chicago Bears were number 32 on theirs. There's are no you, way that's the worst team in the league. Are you serious? I Who put that out? NFL.com. The Shield put that out. They Seattle. Atlanta. Oh, that that's that's I'm that, you know what? That's embarrassing. I'm sorry. That's that is simply not true. I'm just saying that's that's the that's 
that's the disrespect the Chicago Bears deal with all the time. Even even when we had Erlacher and Briggs and we went to the Super Bowl, we weren't given a shot because we were going against Peyton Manning. And it, it turned out they were correct that time, but there oh, no, other factors that caused that. Anybody would have won the Super Bowl against you all that year. But, uh, that is – I can't – I cannot believe you are 32nd. I'd put you all at 20. Hell, I'd put you all at 27 probably. Right. I think they had Seattle at like 24 or something like that. Who? Who? Okay. Geno Smith quarterback, Seattle Seahawks. We can get into this later, but this is clearly a malarkey of – Seattle being the twenty fourth the best. I'm trying. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but I'm. Well, sure I see uh, New England at twenty two. So you're going to tell me that New England and Seattle are this close? Yeah. No. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I've, well, I I've already. Uh, fifth in your quarterback, then most of the time. I like the direction they're heading. Like I talked in the offseason or in the preseason, we were one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. We played disciplined. Uh, we got a bunch of young guys that are hungry to make a name for themselves. And Ryan Poles talked about that when he came in, our new GM. He got rid of Khalil Mack because of the contract, which everyone could see was egregious. Uh, so we have a lot of dead cap money this year because he got rid of Mack. He got rid of Trevathan, who was also – Ryan Pace just kept pushing everyone's money back and putting us in a terrible spot salary cap-wise. So this year, I'm not saying I don't think we're a playoff team, but I definitely don't think we're 32. Um, He's drafted – it seems like he's drafted well. We're going to find out week one because we've got – we drafted Braxton Jones out of South Southern Utah uh, who coming into the season – it was just a draft pick to me. But he locked up the left tackle spot day one at camp. They even went out and signed Riley Reef, who, say what you will about it, he has experience at left tackle. And Braxton Jones held down that spot. He's got to go up against Bosa week one. So we're going to find out. I don't know what the new play calling is going to be for you all, but I can't wait to see it because you have – Justin can can if he needs to can get out. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's Russell Wilson all over again. Like it's it depends on, you know, your own line's only as good as if they know that you're actually behind them or right. you're behind them and they're blocking for you. And I'm not saying that's gonna be your actual offense, but mm-hmm. you have quietly, I would argue top seven running back that is just so hard-nosed and huge. And if you can push him and and, and keep that – don't make it just a, just a passing game. Like, you right. know, if you can get him four yards or something like that. I think, yeah. I think your team's going to be good. I don't – you're not going to you know, win the division or anything, but, like, you and and you you called it too. You got like when you said you got Alex uh, Leatherwood or whatever. Blah, blah, change the scenery. Hey, yeah. a change the scenery is usually good depending on the type of player. 
-hmm. Maybe it's one for you. And maybe he turns out to be an amazing lineman. I mean, he was an out, Outland Trophy Award winner in Alabama. Yeah, but then he went to Vegas and decided to have being a titty bar all day. <laughs> but, and I, you know, that's speculation. But clearly, Josh McDaniels wanted to do something different. And he just cleared house. Yeah. So, you know, hey, you all reaped that reward. And even if you're losing, you got the cap, you know, hit with uh, Leo. That's fine. That's the one year. No big deal. No big yeah, deal. Ne next year, we have the highest, yes, uh, most cap space in the league. So. I don't have that written down, but I, 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 I did look it up like a couple weeks ago. You all are sitting pretty. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess we can get into number one. I'm assuming you have the same game as me. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and get into your number one game of the week. Then. My number one is Kansas City at Arizona. Oh, that's a big shocker for me. Kansas City is a – at Arizona is a – I think it was either six or seven. Six-point favorite right now. Uh, not only do I think Arizona is going to win, uh, I, that that is just silly. That's silly to me. We don't know what Kansas City is without. We don't know what Patrick Mahomes is without. I'm anxious to see what, because if we remember at Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes had overbus potential. <laughs> well, no, he had two great receivers. I don't remember much about him. I, I watched him at Texas Tech because I knew we needed a quarterback, but I was all about Deshaun, to be honest, in that draft. He had – and I, I'm sorry that I'm knocking out not getting those uh, receivers, but he had two great receivers there. Um, so I'm anxious to see the him with only the very alcoholic Kelsey – and CEH and all them, and Juju, who all he wants to do is be on TikTok. I'm pretty sure Juju and Jackson Mahomes are best friends already, by the way. <laughs> I don't think, like I said earlier, I have three teams from the AFC West in the playoffs, and Kansas City ain't one of them. Wow. I don't believe I think they have a huge drop-off. I'm taking the under on whatever the wins is. I think it was like 11 or 10 and a half of them. I'm taking the under, way under. And Arizona got better. Quietly, they got better. Even though D-Hop's not going to come in for six weeks, when D-Hop comes in, he's going to get mad and he's going to destroy. So I, I think Arizona is going to be awesome this year. I think Arizona wins this game handily, actually. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one to watch. You definitely gave me a lot to think about. When I first saw this slate of games, I was like, I don't want to watch that game. Raiders and Chargers are on at the same time. I'd much rather watch that one. No, and I would watch that game, too. I would love to watch. Actually, I really want to watch that game. But, <laughs> but like, at the same time, Kansas City and Arizona will never see each other again unless Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying both those teams are going to the Super Bowl, but right. it's a weird matchup, you know? Well, 
my number one game, I, I almost picked the game that's going tomorrow, but I'm going to go Raiders-Chargers. I just think both these teams made so many moves this offseason to improve their rosters. The Chargers have arguably the best pass rush tandem in the league with Khalil Mack and, and the other Bosa brother out there. They went and got your guy, J.C. Jackson, to, to lock down the, the secondary. Hurts. Hurts. You got Justin Herbert, who just continues to ascend and prove everyone wrong. Uh, anyone who had a who had a doubt of Oregon quarterbacks, he's he's just bucking that trend every week. And then on the other side of the ball, you got Devontae Adams back with uh, Derek Carr for the first time since college. I haven't heard much on Darren Waller. I don't know if he's injured or dealing with an injury or a contract dispute. What's going on? But even with Adam, you've got Hunter Renfro taking away the whole middle of the field, just catching everything. I just I think that's going to be a fun game to watch, and it could be one of those games where whoever has the ball last wins the game. <laughs> I I think it's going to set the pace for that division for sure. Even though it is, I I think it's a you said four twenty five. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I think the Kansas uh, Kansas City and Arizona is at four twenty five as well, and then you have uh, Denver playing C- uh, Seattle conveniently on Monday night. But this is obviously going to be the best division to watch by far. Yeah, this year. Uh, the only I, yeah the only reason I didn't pick that is I thought you were going to pick it, so that's why I didn't pick it. But that's going to be such a fun game, and for fantasy especially. There's a lot of players in that game for everybody as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I wasn't able to find a spot for them on the list, but I'm still excited for tomorrow's game too. For everything that we broke down at the start of the show. It's Oh yeah, no. I mean it's it's opening it's opening day. You know, technically football is back as of tomorrow. Yep. Yep. For sure. And I cannot wait. I can't wait either, man. Um, but, I mean, if you don't have anything else, man, we'll get out of here and hop on here next week and try and uh, hopefully your computer issues are. <laughs> I promise ISIS will not be attacking my computer, I hope. I, I mean, I'm worried about you as a – because, like, if you have to get a however you – rectify the situation. I don't want it to cost you <laughs> financially, you know? Well, let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just sue Murray Quality in. Shout out for <laughs> stuff uh, hacked. So, we'll see. I don't know. No, hopefully it'll be better. I, I mean, I don't know how I sound at all right now. I'm going to I'm gonna listen to it back. Figure it out. Just sorry in advance to everybody. I'm hey, at, at the very least, man, just invest in some Bluetooth earbuds. And if you have to go with the phone again, I promise you'll be golden with that. Love but, uh, all right, man, I, I'll see. We'll see y'all next week. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die.